Waffle Top Podcast. My name is Paolo. We've got Donny with me, Hebs, the local resident, and we've got our guest today. Just learning <laughs> to introduce yourself. Wenton Slowly, uh, director of Crying Sons, advisor to the Home Office and the government. Wow. Wow. Jeez. Okay. Right. Now I understand cool. why you didn't give me an intro. Yeah. Yeah. So it's mad because when I looked at obviously getting you on, we've seen what work you've done in the community local okay. to where you're from, which uh, yeah. is Hackney, isn't it? Yeah. So um, it's obviously this is the first time we've had a pol- like a pol- well, I call it a politician, if you like. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I d- you don't like being called deaf. I don't like being called. A pol- nah, you know what it is? I don't really deal with labels. I'm a guy that whatever it is, I'll tr- I'll try it and make sure that I do the best I can with what I'm doing and leave mm. that to someone else. So if, if that's the label that I'm stuck with, then I'll rather <laughs> than... <laughs> What's the most common label that's frequently coming up as all, of recent? All sorts. I was uh, started off as gangs expert, home expert. office advisor. Next thing I was movie director, author. See how I'm he's like, bragging on a yeah, low, no, in I'm a humbling way. Yeah. I leave that to other people. I don't accept none of them. So... To yeah. be honest, I kind of like the politicians. It's refreshing. Yeah, I'll stay with that one because I feel like I'm in a lane on my own mm. when I'm over there and people are starting to understand the levels of what you're trying to do. Everything else that I've done in my life is always been like, oh yeah, he's over there doing that. We're going to go try it. Mm. But when I decided that I'm going to go and run the free elections, it was like people were looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, we don't do that. <laughs> and that was what made me think, you know what, this is the lane for me because for everyone in the community to feel like you're not meant to be over there, yeah. then mm-hmm. I'm definitely going over there. More and reason. If you see what i done last month, a lot of people didn't even understand what that was. I could have gone for an MP, I could have gone for a councillor again. I ran for councillor in what? 2019 in, in, in Lewisham yeah. and 2021 in Lewisham and then I said no let me end up I go home I could have ran for MP there because that's the next level up mm. but I said no go for the top seat in the borough top seat is the mayor there was no one else running that looked like me mm. you understand so the community didn't even understand what I was doing till it was finished because yeah. when it was finished they started where do we go and vote? Yeah, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. this should have been happening like last week. It's it's good anyway. At least people start to realise mm. that we can do whatever we want. For mm. people that obviously don't necessarily know that are watching this, yeah. who you are, when you was running for mayor, like what, given like the, the issues that's happening in London at yeah. the moment, a lot of it being from assaults, like yeah, women yeah. assaults not just knife crime because I think mm. knife crime is always pinned on London but there's a lot more going on rape assaults yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. etc like which are massively high in London at the moment I think I was looking at some figures and like I think in London surprisingly rape is higher than knife crime mm. which people it's not yeah. something l- that l- would it's, it's something that is not publicised even no. When I was running in Hackney, it was the other independent party saying to me, "Do you know how much people get raped here in, in a week?" And I'm like, "What? It's mm. not on the news." You wouldn't think that. You wouldn't think that. So it, what you're saying is true. A lot of people are getting raped on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Sexual assault. There's people touching people on buses, public transport. Mm-hmm. You're coming out the shop. Someone rubbing up against you. It's still classified as rape. Yeah. On a, a different grade. So mm. sometimes someone might do something to a female or a male 
that pinch a man's bum, you think, wait a minute, if that was the other way around, what would that be called? 100%. So a lot of the time people don't even understand the definition of, of what rape classifies. Yeah, because it's, at the moment, I think as well, like if you want to specifically talk about where you run for Hackney, yeah. I was looking and doing some like research on so a few things. And uh, obviously me, I work in construction as well, yeah. so I know a lot about properties yeah. and whatnot. And I think Hackney has like is one of the areas where at, at a point i think the crime rate was really high and mm. not just specifically to one crime but crime mm. and house prices were really high mm. so it's like anyone that was working class really um couldn't afford to live there but they were kind of stuck there because they can't afford to go anywhere else the poverty line yeah. was there's that the rough. poverty line yeah. well all of that is manufactured if you look at it they offer you yeah, we're going to mash the building down. We're going to move you across the road, just across the road. And once we build up these glass buildings with plastic yellow bits outside, cladding and whatever else, then you could come back. But by the time you're meant to move back, you can't afford the rent there because they call it uh, London living wage. For affordable who? rent. Yeah. It's not affordable. Yeah, it's, yeah, unaffordable. it's called affordable yeah, rent. So affordable for who? If I'm on minimum wage i can't afford that so mm. i work i work in housing yeah. um and there's a whole team of mine that they do what you're saying yeah, yeah. so we like ellsbury estate and all other yeah. states um we're kind of responsible to rebuilding them and restructuring them and they're restructured for so many reasons so firstly like some of these estates have been historically high in crime yeah, yeah. where like it's designed really poorly for even like for people to feel safe in that mm. environment so the whole layout structure wise never worked out no one felt safe but the little part the loophole in in the way london's moving is that no one's going to afford living there but no. they have to by law create at least 30 percent of it to be more affordable then they right. have to make money through like shared ownership yeah. private renting but i agree a lot of people are missold a dream <laughs> into thinking you're going to come back to the ends but eventually you can't even live in london even yeah. if you didn't move back to your home that you're promised just living anywhere in London is not affordable. So you're not having to think about moving outside, outside. of London. Is it is it regeneration or gentrification? Which one? This, this is gentrification. <laughs> I mean, the regeneration is in a yeah. sense of when they rebuild it. So mm. I go for a lot of meetings and they're, they're built much more beautiful. Like there's basketball courts, yeah, yeah. there's areas where kids can actually play because there's no youth centers these days. So they're trying to create even safe paths where like if mm. there was an incident, how quickly can police get to the building? How quickly, yeah, yeah. you know, the closest GP is. So they have to think about all these intricate details. Mm. But the realities are we're living in a country, in a city that is moving at a fast pace yeah. as far as financially, like the inflation the other day. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I can afford my house anymore. But not literally, but it, it's getting to that point where everyone, even if you're comfortable, you're going to start feeling the burn. So people who are now being forced out and being told, oh, don't worry, soon come, you'll move back to your place. The reality is that you're probably going to get this incentive to move out. But the way London's moving, do you want to stay in London? That's that's where you grew up. Like, where you was talking about like, to me earlier on in terms of the cost of prices Br in your area where Br you are. Brixton, yeah. Like yeah, Brixton went from nothing to, to like... To now it's just... It's crazy. Brixton. Millions. It's tra changed a lot. I think... The only people that benefit from that is the elders that already bought their properties. Yeah. So all of the elders that brought their properties in Brixton. For mm. like £8,000. Yeah. When you look at the cost of those properties, you think, you know what, I made the right choice. Mm -hmm. So all like the older generation, that, that was their goal. We're going to work to buy this house. They're the only ones now benefiting from 
actually been in that area and it's the mm. same thing across london if you own your house before mm. they it's started doing all of this regeneration stuff yeah. and it, it it come back down to this again if you're gonna vote in politicians that's gonna allow this to happen then you've got no right to complain and this is one of the narratives that i was trying to push to to raise awareness is let's stop blaming the politicians let's stop blaming the governments let's stop blaming the mayor i'm talking sadiq khan not the local mayors because you have a chance to say no more and a lot of people are so brainwashed where even in my house i grew up in hackney there was no way we could talk about we're not voting for diana but you mad mm. no matter what labor done on a broader scale we are voting for Diane Abbott. So you go in most people's house, they got their religious figures mm. and then their MP. And that's how it rolls and nothing's changing. So as a young person growing up in that environment, automatically, you don't even know why you're voting for these people, but you've been internalized that this is what we're going to do. It's tradition, yeah, <laughs> pretty it, much. Yeah, it's like mm. your football team, your political mm. party and whatever religious group you believe in, if you believe in religion, but that's where change comes if you don't like what's happening they say no no more of this take a stand and, and this is why i sit back and i always see people complain about the government i'm like you don't got no right to do that you just voted them in but do you think like let's say your situation sorry do you mind me yeah. asking a question um <laughs> it's not my show sorry. um see if let's just say you were to successfully are you are you a mayor at the moment you're not a mayor. No, no, so no. if you were successfully become mayor do you not feel also your hands are tied to an extent because certain things are beyond you so you want to make a massive change and you want to be able to make things more affordable and you want to be able to invest pots to create youth centers whatever it is that your vision is but you also have setbacks and knockbacks by people who are above you uh if I'm a part of the, the main parties, then yeah, then, and your hands are tied. When you're independent, you've got scope to actually call out nonsense and demand transparency. Money's never an issue. Mm. And uh, just like yourself, I started off moving people on witness protection. So I understand about the whole housing background and the surplus that is there for each housing association and everything else. And you're meant to be giving back money to buy land and all of that stuff. Every year, the police uh, confiscate money from drug dealers and criminals in the millions. Mm. Yeah, In the last, let's say, two years, there was a thing called IncroChat where these silly drug dealers and gangsters yeah, yeah, yeah. were using these encrypted phones, believing that some system... Uh, it was just backwards. That's, how, that's how nines got arrested. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but the whole thing is backwards. Mm. If, if you've grown up in a times like myself and seeing things progress why would you then go all the way back mm. to start doing all sorts of wild stuff on a mobile phone within that operation it was an international operation the amount of money in uh, forest hill they found a man with 53 million in Jeez. his house under his bed one man my day 53 million so let's say then we were the police we could say to the nca you know what, I'll give you 53 million. Just give me the back door of all of them phones. Mm. What phone company isn't going to take 53 million up front? So that one raid on that man has mm. paid for the whole operation. Mm. So everything else that you recover from all of these echelon drug dealers that have never been to jail before, mm. and most of these rappers that were pretending that music were making them money, are still on bail <laughs> for incro cha uh, charges. Mm. Yeah, That's why you see some of them looking depressed, because they're still on bail. <laughs> If people in jail or murder charges for planning murders from jail 
on those phones. Yeah, I know about yeah, that. Yeah, the amount of millions that the government got back on that, that's called Proceeds of Crimes Act money. The Poker Fund, they call it. When you go to places like Dorset, they reinvest that back into the community. In London and other places, they give it to the police to kick people's doors off or drive around the big vans all night long. And I'm saying, let's stop pretending that we haven't got money and reinvest the money mm. back into the community, back mm. into housing, rent deposit scheme for people that can't afford it. So I never believe in all of that narrative when we've got a mayor and... Yeah. So you're talking about the... The money. Region, three huh? point, three point the regeneration million. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah go on. Yeah, 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 so yeah. we came in on the back of your... Yeah, yeah. So, so obviously, like, we're both aware of how that looks like. Mm. And... It's whether question whether it's a regeneration or whether it's gentrification. Yeah. And I think it's a very blurred line mm. <laughs> and a missold vibe. Yeah. You think, oh yeah, Hackney's become amazing. It's just like, at what cost though? Yeah. And as we said, with the whole thing of local authority or central government having got money, that's all a lie. Mm. And when you're independent, you have got scope to call out nonsense. Mm. And that's one thing that I've done. Anything I've seen, I, I'm not afraid to talk it out. The party that I was running with, they're not going to spank me or send mm. me off to up north to learn how to behave. And that's one <laughs> of the things that I learned from getting involved in politics is that it's not as sweet as it looks, isn't it? You all have to toe the party line. So if the guy at the front or the lady at the front says, we're going to do, yeah, we're going to we're gonna do X, even though you know that it's not beneficial to anyone, you can't call it out. Yeah, and that's why you see when a lot of MPs start calling things out, the next thing they're silenced or they're banished. You're no longer <laughs> allowed. Because well, be you, you think, are you, are you guys? Because like I said, you probably want to make massive yeah. change, but then to an extent, people say, but they just pop it on strings because yeah. you're the face of the of the brand, yeah. but behind you are a lot of other people who are carrying possibly more weight. But you're saying as an independent person, it's not the case. It's it's not the case. You still have to follow the guidance. Mm. But you've got more room to manoeuvre. If you see something you don't like, you could call it out. Like, we're running an election. I could go and say, oh, yeah, they're liars. The other party won't say that. But who's scared to? Yeah, they will diplomatically say, oh, what they're saying is not correct. I do not agree with this yeah. point. <laughs> you understand what? <laughs> I'm not going to be spanked if I call that nonsense. And when we come back down to the cost of each murder again. Yeah. It's 3.2 million. Before it was 1.8. It's now gone up to 3.2. What does that million. mean? What does that? What is? Can you say that every single person that gets murdered? So this is an instant budget that's set. Someone dies today anywhere in London, a red button gets pressed, mm. and whether it's the CPS fund, legal aid, uh, the autopsy, forensic cell site, all of the stuff that needs to come in, specialist. You got you your team might not agree with the CPS's findings on yeah. the cell site. You then get your specialists to come and analyze the data. Mm. <clears throat> and all of that comes out of the same pot of money. Mm. If there's then a retrial, that starts again. So when we're seeing in certain boroughs where they've got eight, nine murders, times that yeah. by the original cost. And then we will see that local authority have got money. And also when people get in prison, the local authority still pays for them when they're in prison yeah like if you're if you're I'm, i've learned this from being in housing yeah. that your ha your housing benefit continues for yeah. a whole year that you while you're detained yeah. or whatever like they can't evict you they can't yeah. do whatever there's and certain also protection if, yeah it, like when we were moving people on witness protection they flee their original house but keep it 
and then we do something called dual housing benefits mm -hmm. where they get housing benefits on both properties yeah so the new one and the old one mm. yeah, for yeah, i think okay. up to six well, months right. so but the point being there's enough that. money to, yeah, to, to so when we hear that oh there's not enough money to go to war and fly over one of them tanks sell the tank yeah. and give it to a local authority that's struggling places like croydon that's gone bankrupt one of that's those wild yeah. still i still can't get like <laughs> can <laughs> i just say the fact that they stopped westfield as a result i think it's mind-blowing because westfield would have been a great income yeah to help but there's, there's more there's more politics behind that that we might never know who True. owns those buildings there's a lot of international see, see what yeah. see that i think the other big problem we have and I don't know if you might know him actually. Yeah. Uh, our friend Verrill, he does a homeless charity. Listen, Verrill, I've been meaning because, funny enough, I do interviews myself, yeah. and Verrill, take my hat off to him. Yeah, mm. he's been saying to me to come and interview him for ages. Yeah, what he's doing is amazing. I tell you one thing that I like about Verrill: his heart's clean. Yeah, mm. and we see some people that do things for the community yeah. to feed their own ego or mm. fill a void. Mm. So a lot of them. They're running away from something and this helping the community thing is filling the void or replacing the madness that they're running away from. And if you just watch, you'll see that they carry the same behaviours into saving the community that they had before they started saving the community. And people like Vero, he's a humble guy, family man, goes out there and helps people that the government should be helping. Yeah. Mm. Let's be yeah. honest, because... 100%. Even even when I was running uh, the election recently, we had a lady living on the town hall. Mm -mm. That's that's madness. The woman's homeless mm. on the steps of the town hall. Yeah, and we're talking about oh we're gonna provide hotels and homes for mm. everyone else, but we've got our own residents sleeping on the steps of See, the this, town hall. This this is my thing, and so I have to be careful how I say this because without sounding uh what's the word i'm looking for not that i don't understand what people are going through but so obviously this scheme that's come in where we we actually was able to house like the fleeing ukrainians come over from russia did you hear about the affair um he shouldn't have picked someone that looked like his <laughs> wife. do you know what i mean <laughs> no but he um <laughs> so so what they've reported happening now mm. is basically uh say that the uh, people that come over are not getting on with the, their sponsors if you want to call yeah, it yeah, yeah. I've seen that. they are being kicked out the house and they're still claiming the 300 pound or 330 how much That's they get wild. paid a month you're now result of this you've got homeless ukrainians mm. now increasing the already growing homeless problem we have uh, let's let's talk about london for example because we're in london I mean, what it, nationally, the homeless situation is a joke. You go to like really, really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Poverty-stricken areas like Blackpool and all these places, mm. and you'll see it there. But a lot of it that comes that comes into sort of drug addiction and yeah. what people's mental and their problems that they have there. They have different environmental yeah. issues yeah, around even, them. Even if we look at the whole Ukrainian issue, there's hotels that are struggling, yeah. B&Bs that are struggling. The government could have made a deal with them and said, look, here you go, here's, money. Here, here's a pot of money. How's these families? So Instead I'm, I'm, of putting yeah. the pressure on, on normal citizens, mm. 
you don't know who's coming in your house. I would like, but to not just that. But some people might take advantage and abuse that and go, okay. "All right, cool. This is a money making opportunity." Like people, people who foster Which children some people for money as opposed to for the yeah. love of yeah. children. It's true. And, and people the thing abuse is that. as well, the way that they're bringing uh, children over, for example, because mm. there's children coming over like, on their own, or not on their own, but with obviously supervision yeah, from the army yeah. until they go workers, to yeah. government. But Here's the thing. What background, like, have they specified and set out what background checks they're doing on I'm the sure people? I'm sure they're doing background checks. Yeah, they but I'm to. saying that... What, are people coming over or people in or the house terms of, In terms of the, the speed that it's happening, um, for example, like, for example, how long does it take if you wanted to adopt a kid? But I think, yeah. I think it's fairly different because I think, similar to the COVID reaction where suddenly there's like a million staff members doing COVID yeah. tests, they'll recruit people quickly to go out to these homes and do their due diligence is that, that what happens because on lbc i thought you meet someone on twitter you both get along and then you then apply for them i didn't know that no you, you can reach visit. out so you go to okay. you go to the government website yeah. you apply that you'd like to offer Bring your home over, yeah. and then it goes from there so there'll be a whole like checking because you can't like, what if you're a pedophile what mm. if you're um no, you got yeah, a, a criminal record they have yeah. to do certain checks by default but how thorough they are we'll only yeah. ever know but you guys are speaking about this and I think my biggest issue is if we have a pot for, I mean, and I think everyone outside who's struggling deserves to get help from the rest of the world. 100%. And I'm not disputing that one bit, but if we have enough pots to go out and go, do you know what? We're going to do a scheme for Afghan families, which I'm working on at the moment. I'm dealing yeah. with Afghan families and rehoming them. And the government have given us money to help fund for homes. So one of the jets, do you know how much them jets cost? That's what I'm saying. So stop, send, stop one of them going over there sell it to a country that needs it and there's loads of land on the motorway get them some container houses that could go up quick and the people them could have houses those hospitals that they had for the covid patients that no one used yeah send some people in there some builders you know about the construction and convert into industry. flats and that could be done like within a couple of weeks the same way they built it quickly the same way they can here's, convert it here's the problem and I, I can tell you this now for mm. example if you go back to like property, for example, here, um, where they they're actually where they reported before, yeah, for example, that there wasn't enough housing for this and that, mm. um, it's so wrong because I can tell you now. I think the other day I was looking at a project and Walthamstow had a load of apartments built. They've actually they built half of them. They're knocking them all down now. Why? Because there was a fault default with something underneath Some defects, the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Defect. They've yeah. knocked all the buildings down. Bear in mind, they've built half of them already. And they've got just gone. Yeah. Just gone. So the I money that would have been put into yeah. building them. <coughs> I think a, a lot of that as well. I've seen even, I know, a These are the government schemes as well. But, yeah. but that will come. Not, no, safety not, stuff. Just to explain, yeah. that wouldn't come from the government. That it's budget, that, res that yeah. respend is the L on the on the actual yeah, contractor yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the, the people who have taken on to build the mm. building. So whether it's Barclays, whoever it is who's chosen to build it, yeah. that's that's taken under their own, insur own insurance because it's their fault. Yeah. Mm. So it wouldn't be a government double spend. It would be someone else taking it over yeah. that unless the government are saying enough to go, oh, no, please take more money. But yeah. I'll say in this point to say, sorry, I'm mm. interjecting too much. Um, if we have money and budgets and pockets for different areas of different parts of the world, then surely we have enough to do the small things to help the community. So not to digress too much, but my biggest fear at the moment, as you guys both know, is raising my young boy in, like, as I say, my young king in the UK. Like London to me is home, it's all I know, but there's no youth centre, there's nothing to do, there's nothing like, and there's so many male mentors that are trying to mm. overcompensate and fight for mm. these children. But if we have enough budgets to do all these structural stuff and gentrification and, and helping families from abroad, 
then surely we should be able to start building a community again. Before before you answer that as well, from when you've grown up, like view centers. Mm. Now, what do you see? Like, because it's got worse. I feel like you said it's gone. Like back in the day, it was so nice. Like you finish school or the weekend, like yeah, you're gonna see your friends at youth center. Now there's nothing. It's just they have the streets now. Yeah, the streets outside of the yard. If it's not, I don't know robbing people or riding but just doing something wrong it's like there's nothing they can do no more it's i think just, and also the beauty of a youth center is a lot of women were single mothers and are single mothers mm. so they're having to work two free shifts to mm. try and provide and all they want to do mm. is ensure they're starting they're allowing the child to have a great start off yeah. in life so 100%. being in the youth center is a great babysitting opportunity for them because they have youth workers mm. mm-hmm. how how perfect it was and how it was whatever sick, it's a different yeah, thing proper. but now these kids have too much time on their hand the mum's still working overtime mm. But now she thinks she's provided and he's thinking I'm going to provide for her. And he gets caught up in a little techie situation and here we are. And it's just like, surely this can't keep happening unless the mm. government want this to happen for any other political reason. Because I don't want to raise my child anymore. So I thought UK is the best place. My parents uprooted to come here and they made the best decision for that for mm. us. And I love London to bits. I can't, I was born and raised here. I can't picture myself initially being anywhere else. Mm. And now I feel like it's my duty yeah. to uproot and go elsewhere because London's just deteriorating. It's crazy, man. It's it's so over crazy. to you, may to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. A lot of questions there. Yeah, for, for me, if I'm being honest, it seems like a dark place, and it could be a dark place, but there's many young people that make it out unscathed. And I think you need a proper support around young people these days. Mm-hmm. And you, young people need to have that respect and fear of someone. Because I'll give you an example. I got a 15 year old boy, he's six foot something. And the minute he became over six foot, he didn't know how to behave with that height. Mm. And the, then you you got them in a school where they've got two or three rude boys in the school. And then the school's taking in some other young people that they have to take with special needs. They're already involved in gang activity. How do you then navigate your child away from that level mm. of excitement? That's my biggest fear. And I also, mean. when you're when you're six foot something, people see you as intimidating, even if yeah. you're so innocent. Yeah. And then you start realizing, yeah. okay, cool, people see me intimidating. This could protect me. But yeah. then, how far would the other and, I- other and it's that things? Ex- and it's that excitement. As a, as a dad, I've had to change the way that I parent. So mm. it, at first, I tried to do the old school parent. What my dad done, like, yo, don't do that. What are you doing? Yeah. And I realized that, it's not, it's what? You're going to talk to me like that? Do it then. Yeah, brave, brave. And then you got different levels of do it then. Do it then, I call social services. Do it then, I'm <laughs> going to harm that. myself. Not with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. now you're now worried. Are you going to harm yourself for real? Or are you just saying it? Because this is what a lot of parents are struggling with now. It's true. It's the minute true. they talk to their children too hard, the children like, you know what? That's it. I'm fed up. You're yeah. making me feel sad. I'm becoming anxious. And you're like, how do I parent you then if I can't even talk to you properly? Yeah. And then I realize, you know what? Swallow my pride, because mm. I've grown up different. My family raised me like a boy soldier. So warrior. I try yeah. to do <laughs> that with my son, and yeah. I've learned that. The environment <coughs> we're in, these youths want you to tell them, I love you, you know? Come here, give dad a hug. And I'm like, oh, I forget. I don't really like this sort of stuff here, it's but different though. if it's working for the youth, then no matter how bad you're being, come here, give dad a hug. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. how I'm like because on my it's, son. Yeah, it's yeah. like that yeah. reprograms them because mm. he's wiling out. I'm like, come here, what are you doing? Give me a hug, man, behave yourself. Don't worry about that. First start. 
And it's like, Ra, dad loves me. Yeah, of course I love that, you. Cause, cause no matter what you do, yeah. I love you. And I realise that they're different to the way we grew up. They just want hugs. They <laughs> want you to <laughs> tell them, you know, what you've done there is good, you know. Yeah, you like that, dad. Yeah, I'm proud of you, you know. That's the things that they want that mm. we never got as children from our parents. And we didn't but do you not think to an extent you yearn for it? Because I was raised on like beating the belt that yeah, works. Yeah, like, to me, I thought, <laughs> and I've spoken about it on my own podcast. I had to go pick the thing together. Yeah, listen, was there. listen you better pray. To, yeah, it's like, yeah. choose your item, the instrument of beating. It's <laughs> listen, like, ah. So I thought by default, I will give my child licks. I was looking forward Yo. to it. I'm like, I'm going to raise children. I get to beat them. Yeah. But when my son was born, I realized, wait, we can change a narrative. Mm. And it's like, not just because society's trying to desensitize them, there are other, like you said, anxiety. All yeah. the, the people, kids are more expressive because there's more exposure to yes. expression. Yeah. And there's a fine line of exaggerated expression and then yeah. there's true, do you know what? You've given me a safe space, I can yeah. speak. Yeah. But I think we are lucky enough to change that narrative to go, do you know what? Our parents gave us licks, but we secretly wanted them to give us praises. Mm. Well, they never praised us, they praised us behind our backs okay. or through different ways. But are you upset that you got licks back in the day? Nah, I'm oh, cool with it. I'm, I, I, I love my dad for that. And my mum. My mum was worse than my dad. My like dad I had, was I had the, the slippers straight. to my mum. Yeah, cool. Or any object nearby. Like, she wanted to kill me. Yeah, and I'm was, like, what's wrong with this woman? Yeah, she she was different, well. but then I realised because she was small, to her, she had to be more she vicious. She had to overcompensate. Because she wants you to know, don't think that I'm, I'm small. Like, she'll do stuff like, you do something now, She'll smile with you. See, as soon as you get in the house, Mad. you do one thing wrong. Oh, you remember what you done later? <laughs> <laughs> you I was literally you telling someone the other day, my mum gives me a look and goes like this. I yeah. forget about it. And when I come home, the yeah. pitch comes through. Goes, this is for embarrassing front people. And I'm like, Rod, you remember? remember we had a lot of happiness <laughs> yeah, in between. Yeah, 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 yeah in between. Yeah. They don't care about the in between. They remember. They're, they're focused. Yeah. <laughs> when you get home, I got something for That's you. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But the yeah. thing is, like, like you, I well, I my, each sibling yeah. received it differently. So my older brother hold yeah. a little resentment toward my dad. Mm. My sister felt some kind of way. Whereas for me, I forgave my parents because yeah, yeah, yeah. I understood that this is all they knew. I understood yeah. this was their environment. This was they. They just literally yeah. inherited the idea of parenting because they had no other, uh, no other place to look at. We can See? look at so many yeah. different environmental things to go. See, this yeah. don't run. I know my. I know like my mum. My mum's parents were a lot more, uh, because of the way my granddad was, my granddad never needed, never hit like his kids, mm. uh, which would be my mum and her sisters, yeah. because my granddad was just respected. Like they just listened yeah. to him. Yeah. So he didn't need to do that. On my dad's side of my family, it's different. Obviously he, he grew up in Portugal. Um, my grandma was uh, Portuguese. My, my granddad, granddad was from, Mo uh, from Mozambique. So he come over and like the upbringing that my dad had there was like when I say like from what I was told militant by vicious beats yeah, yeah, like powerful. I mean it, to the point like it, it, it scarred it, yeah. it, it might have scarred them like do you know what I mean but like that's what he grew yeah, up that on was, that was that was standard it's, it's it, to me standard. I love my dad to bits mm. and I could see what the man was trying to do mm. and now I've got uh, my own son I'm like you know what I feel like I'm reliving your life because I feel the heartache and the worry when school's finished and I'm ringing your phone and I can't get through. Mm. And I'm like, is this what I used to do to my dad? Yeah. And I've had to apologize to him because it's like, yeah. I didn't know that's what I was putting you through. And sometimes as children- We're just carefree. We, yeah, mm. we, we don't see the effects or 
We just think, right, oh, boy, you people are wicked, but you know. Yeah, cause, cause why are you trying to ruin my phone for? Did you ever have that thing with your parents where their mind would go blank when you talk to them when you're older about the beats? No, I didn't do yeah, that. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Do you know what? I don't, even, I don't think it's blank. I think they just can't believe because they've evolved so yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah. As they get older, they don't want to talk about They don't want to admit it because they're not proud of it. But at the time, this is all they knew. They didn't know how to begin to communicate because no one told them it's okay to speak. No one said it's okay to express. So all they knew was licks yeah. and and just certain like stern See, now ways they've made, now they've passed a law on it haven't they they actually have passed yeah, a law you on you can't smack but you th- i think tap no, or something no like surely that. you can yeah. smack as long as you don't bruise well I'm at not, some point i'm I preparing myself to smack, smack, them, smack them is there. you do yeah. it hard enough it's gonna it's bruise gonna gonna leave them off. There, and we might have someone out there now who grew up thinking they've just gone up to their mum and that you can't do nothing but i think that i think that's sad that we've reached the point and this is my biggest fear of this generation is that like back in the day and i literally spoke about this yesterday we had like the certain things on site things would happen right amongst the man them in the street but don't do your mum jokes are you mad now yeah. you're kidnapping mums now if you're out with your mums you're going to get it regardless yeah. there's, yeah, there's certain, there's certain there's like, no unspoken no, rules I, I was no saying that in the week to someone I said you know what as wild as we was back in the day in Hackney if you saw a man's mum with him you would be like, you're lucky with your mum. That's it. Yeah. See, next time I see you. It's peak. Yeah. yeah. But because the mum was there. You wouldn't do nothing. You'd be but humble. now, no, it's like, what? Smash over the mum. I've got mm. clients where they beat their mum on a daily basis. Mad. Like standard. This is like the new trend now where hitting your mum is now cool. What? what I mean. Trend? What? You ain't heard about that? No. That is the new trend to beat your mum and some dads are getting beaten up in the but house as well. I did that. Listen, that's, but then it yes. just shows you that the massive And I'm talking where mums are scared off, to go home. I remember I went to, went mm. to meet this mum. I had to take her to a meeting and I got to the door and on the other side of the door, her son was strangling her on the other side of the door. Why? He's a drug dealer but he wanted five pound off his mum. And his yeah. mum was trying to leave to go to the meeting with me. It sounded strangled her. And I thought at that time, like, this isn't normal. Then I found out it's That's standard. Normal. With these new generation young people, strangling and badding up your mum, like, they they call it G-check. You know, like... G-check, yeah. yeah. Go they're G-check G- your mum, you know. They're what? G-checking their mum. I'll be in my grave. <laughs> yeah, and I'm saying that is the most evilest thing no. you could do to your mum. And then you know what I realised? Mm-mm. The, the fathers, if they're in the house, they're scared of their sons as well. Because yeah. a lot of them might watch Top Boy or something, and then they see their sons evolving into Top Boy day after day. After a while, they're scared to even say but anything. But you not just that also. Cause, cause but but, but do you know because... But you know, because a lot of men, like by default, even alpha men, they, they have a certain certain yeah. energy about them. So or the older generation of men, they feel like their their stance and their presence is enough for their children yeah. to respect them. So, but when they realize, wait, their children are getting bigger than them, yeah. that's where the fear gets back. Because when you see the loose behavior, plus the fact that my guy can actually level up to me, can start yeah. to me, I don't blame them for being scared. Mm. Because if you're desensitizing amongst your your peers, that you know, G checking your parent was banter and it's jokes and it's normal. Then why would it did not circulate ever, and become a norm? Did you ever have that that scenario with your son at any point where he's gone up to, to level you up. and listen? My my thing is this: before it even happened, I'm like, yo, don't even. <laughs> yeah, think I listen. Like, <laughs> Dad, <laughs> listen. <laughs> ask your family about me. I'm a madman, and the reason why I'm having to do that is Humble. like, listen. I'm running these elections. I'm working. <laughs> 
But the day you ever you will step out, straight. don't play because I'll lose everything. Because the thing is, if mm. your son don't fear you to a certain level, mm. you've got a problem. Hundred, and you have to be zero tolerance. Like the minute something, what? Get out of your bed now. To the point where my son's acting out. He's blocking me because <laughs> he can't tell me them gangster things he's telling his mom. Like what? Forget that, man. What? 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 Like what? Say All one right, more time cool. with chess. I'm gonna deal with you <laughs> like a man deals with a man that he's got beef with. I'm rolling on you at six in the morning when you're in bed. Mm. What are you saying now? Mm. Oh, dad. Oh, because <laughs> you have to make them know. <laughs> no, but it's real. No, I will rather be the first man onto you than some before nice someone real on the road comes onto you. Mm. And it's funny. I had a dad say to me the other day, another dad, real guy, but he works now for the council. He's like, you know what, Brennan? I feel to get a van, you know. And grab the you and put him in the van, and mash him up and throw him in in the like in by yeah, the yeah. forest. And I said to him, you know what? That sound good, you know. But let me tell you the bad thing with that. You see, if it was our generation, they'll learn. We're not calling the police on mm. our dads. Nice, if yeah. the police stop us and our dad just finished beating us with our uncles in the van, we're like, no, we were going camping or no, yeah, 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 yeah. These new youths, they're like, no, uncle hit me. <laughs> Dad hit me nice and, and shit, yeah. furthermore, yeah, they yeah. took my phone as well and I'm pressing charges. Yeah. So not only are you going to go to jail for trying to go that extra mile to protect mm. your children, you're now going to lose everything and put your other children on a child protection list mm. because you're trying to protect one. And I think that is the most heartbreaking thing mm. in this day and age trying to be a parent because you want to be that person that your son fears or your daughter fears because some of these girls as well bring problems home. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you have to have that balance before you get yourself in trouble mm. and lose everything because mm. it's one thing crossing that line, you could end up on charges. I've had men see their daughters at them festivals where they're dancing in the mm. grass and the daughter's doing balloons and their dad just grips her up. Someone's come over, what are you doing to this girl? But the little girl's acting like it's not her dad. Nah. And the police arrested the dad. So what? You, can I just ask you, like, what do you think the problem is? I what is? Why is this generation gone completely left in comparison? Because I'm fearing for my the own school. child. I, I blame the school. Because if you look at it, a lot of these young people lose their way the minute they start secondary school. Towards the end of primary school and secondary school, you start to see the change in your children that starts to worry you. But where is it in the school? As in the environment of being the environment. together. The, together. So, it's, it so not, not, not the teachers. School. You're not referring because no, I think no, teachers are overworked, to be fair. Some of the teachers are the problem as well because some of them are like, oh, are you okay? When you go home, no one's talking to you like that. Mm. Don't do that. Don't worry. It's not your fault. So mm. when they come home now, you say something to them. They're like, I don't like the tone you're talking to me in. Because you're talking in your traditional tone. I, Everything's politically correct here now. So you yeah. have to now lower your tone to a mm. B minus to communicate with your own children. Like, are you okay? You're like, wait a minute, I can't do this, man. This is long. Because <laughs> you are now <laughs> feeling <laughs> uncomfortable. Oh, you're making me feel sad. All I've told you is to wash the dishes. <laughs> Or pick up your clothes off the floor. I'm yeah. not sure how I feel but about But now this. you it's <laughs> like you need a guidebook from the school mm. of how to talk to your own children. And if they go to the school and say, oh, oh dad and mum's being really aggressive with me at school, 
Nah, there's a report going on on you. But I feel like there's, I feel like I feel like teachers are a bit rago though. I feel like some of them can just be straight with the kids and they can have that dialogue, especially secondary school, primary school. Everything's like you know they they they're to be sheltered. Depends on what school. When I went to school, we had a my school teacher called Joe White, rest his soul, and the guy was like a bad man. Like mm. he was a legendary basketball player. And he'll be like, what, you don't think you're gangsters? Three o'clock, all of you come down here. Lock the gym, fight, go on, no weapons. And that's when you saw that most people didn't want to fight. They all talk. Yeah? yeah, and then we had another mentor called Sterling, he's still alive. And he'll be like, you man are not real. Mm. If you're real, just go around the back of the school. And do your fight. thing. And do your thing. But no one ain't doing that and no then more. shake hands after. Yeah. And then because he's put us on the spot like that, you learn who's really who. And it's those sort of men that you respect that they went above and beyond their job. Mm. Even me, the man took me, uh, I don't know if you remember, they had a London Towers basketball team back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was a, and um, every Saturday I used to have to go there with a little radio and play the music from a tape cassette and then rewind it. Tell us the age about telling yeah. us your age. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Pull up. One second, yeah. one second, one second, one second, one second. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, then rewind yeah. it again and play it again when they go well, some for the break. Now. But, yeah. but the yeah. thing yeah. is, I didn't have a choice to go because my mom was like, Saturday, 12 o'clock, mm. gone. It was like, who's this man think he's talking to? But it was like, all right, cool, I have to. Mm. And it's that sort of respect you've got for certain people, mm-hmm. why you didn't end up dead or, or you didn't end up killing someone because there was that person there. And I think... Every school needs them sort of teachers where the parents are like, if you want to swear at them in a room, do your thing. But yeah. they're like a second parent. Yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. like they they understand some it. Teachers, it's some, with love. Yeah, you have to sign some something. Teachers, like if you want to tell them, I gave you permission to buck yeah, up I my child. Yeah. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what though? It's, it's, yeah, and that it's very good, and it goes to like last point I wanted to have because I think we got about ten minutes left. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. So, obviously, where we're talking about, obviously, how mad it is. Uh, for people, kids to grow up now specifically. Yeah. Now, with so much going on, from like I say, our point of views of people who are not involved in politics, maybe like yeah. you are, um, we, it's, I'm finding it hard to see what how much is being done mm. because all I'm seeing at the moment in the news is the stop and search is being relaxed. No, no, yeah, but here's the thing, yeah. Mm. So where where we we can make a change is when they have these meetings every Wednesday in House of Commons. Mm. Instead of them talking about the issues, and I, I appreciate they have a lot to talk about yeah. every week. At the moment, they're, all they're arguing about is this report that's come out and Party Boris gate. is breaking yeah. uh, restrictions. But that's all that's been going on for like. So I'm thinking three weeks, three weeks gone, yeah or two weeks gone they've been talking about this consistently it's probably mm. taken up most of their time in those two three weeks yeah okay i know you've got to speak about it but realistically have we got to argue of it for three weeks or is there other stuff now okay so we're either going to make a decision what we're going to do with this we haven't come up we'll come back to that what else are we going to bring up in this meeting you've got all the politicians there because other, other pressing issues, other pressing issues. But, but it, you know what it is it comes back down to understanding again mm. the politics and the politics in the politics. If you're from an area or constituency, it's mm-hmm. called, and you've voted in an MP, it's for you to apply pressure without laying up on your MP, if they're conservative, to get rid of Boris Johnson. And this is how you change the game. Everyone has the power to p- apply pressure to their local MPs. There's also something called uh, council questions. 
So before the council meeting, they have a council meeting, I think it's once every month or once every two months, where you could actually go and sit in the audience uh-huh. and listen yourself in your local for local area. Mm. But before that, you've got the opportunity su- to submit questions to your MP and councillors, mm. and, and they have to send you back a response. If you don't like the response, then you could then lobby them, start a petition, get the newspapers involved. So it's about people understanding the power they have. If your MP believes that mm. they're not going to get voted in at the next election, and you start going on social media, calling out your MP, hundreds of you standing outside your MP's office, mm. that MP will go in the House of Commons and do what you tell them to do. But do you not feel like, uh, from an MP perspective and a local MP perspective, they're overworked in the sense of everyone's got complaints yeah. and now it's harder. So before I felt like there was more of a voice where MPs really want to do a lot. Yeah. And now that like, they can't handle every, I'll talk from a housing perspective, they can't handle every single disrepair case. Yeah. They can't handle every single antisocial behaviour case. Whereas before, it's a lot of work. there was a lot more presence. Yeah. Because it is a lot of work. Even for the councillors, mm. the volume of work you you have to take on for the amount of money you get paid, We one thing we have to commend them. So we, I pay respect to all MPs and councillors because the job's not as straightforward as people think. You get people talking about immigration, housing, their school, the police, anything in the borough that even your neighbours harassing you write to the MP about. You understand? So then you, if you don't answer them in time, they then complain about mm. you. So imagine... Parking spaces. Parking spaces. Everything. The, the dustbin, And the not just foxes. that, but that, that yeah. person's problem is like everything to them. So the yeah. old lady who can't park outside her house because she's too elderly to walk, she will press that yes, point. But there's yeah. another person who's complaining about being sexually harassed by yeah. their neighbour, but they can't get decanted somewhere else. Yeah. So it's like, which important, which point which is more pressing? Is, but then this is what I'm saying. If you come together as a community mm. within a community space and agree on certain points and then press on them, which is the most burning points, then you get things done. Do you think mm. in London, and I'm talking about break up the boroughs, yeah? Mm-hmm. So the boroughs in London, for example... I hear what you're saying. Maybe that needs to happen. Like, for example, my a lot of my family have grown up in a town like a countryside. It's way far. Yeah. Listen, it's the kind of town I can walk down the road at four in the morning, mm. see someone, and go, "How you doing? You're right," and walk off. It's like that. There's no crime there whatsoever, but it's a quiet like. Yeah. It's a town, but everyone is friendly. You can walk there at five in the morning on your own and you're yeah. safe that's mm. one of them places but they all one thing they do they all have like for example they set up a chat and it's got like it's got about 10 11 000 people in it it's, a, it's not a small town mm. uh and they're all on the chat and they all put their stuff in on the bulbra chat and they'll help each other like are oh, looking for looking for a plumber for this then they'll tag loads of plumbers from the local area that area mm. or need help with uh, this and like what I'm saying what I'm trying to get at is, is I think you're right in the sense of I don't think there's that support network in the boroughs maybe we expect the MPs to do everything yeah. but I think also because we lost a sense of community the no, community no, no, that we the, used to yeah. have is yeah. gone so your your area that you're mentioning there's a sense of community yeah. where it's like we've got each other we'll find a solution you run out of cow pork because of COVID don't worry my guy yeah, over there has yeah, got a pharmacy yeah, 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 yeah. we'll source it for you yeah. whereas but them, we live them, in London them, we don't even say hello to our neighbours no more them communities yeah, are the yeah. best thriving communities 100% yeah, but they've been destroyed yeah. and mm. when I was growing up there weren't no knife crime on my estate. Why? Because everyone knew everyone. Even if you had a fight, 
they're bringing you to your house that's to say it. you just that's punched my son. School, yeah, and that, yeah, yeah. that's old school. And I go back yeah. there and uh, it's like, I don't know anyone. Either they're dead or they've been shipped out or something. So Oy. I think that's where the troubles come in. The smashing up of these communities, displacing of the family and, and mm. also making the young people believe that they could get away with it. Look at this. A young person's on bail for three machetes. So if I'm on bail for one, I think I've still got two more goals to go. Mm. So we also have Setting to look a presidency. at... Yeah, we are also have to look at what the criminal justice system is pumping into these young people. And they've got a new thing now. I know we're on time. Called uh, uh, community orders. Yeah? Mm. And with these community orders, they can ban you from certain areas. So the police will put you on a community order mm. and then ban you. And then they've now got the other one, which they're calling a gold ticket to get out of jail free card. I don't know if you've heard about it. Modern Day Slavery Act. Yeah? NRM. So it's a national referral mechanism. It was originally came in to help the Vietnamese people mm. that were being caught in the cannabis factory. So they weren't criminalized. Now, if you're a young person being caught with drugs, knives, or whatever, your family or your lawyer can ask for you to get a NRM. That then gets you off all the cases. So you could, I don't know. But then what happens when, as, what, in exchange of what though? Nothing. It, they just say, well, John gave me the knife and the drugs and I don't know where John lives. And then because you're on the 18, you get off all the cases. It happens mm. every oh, single day in the okay, court. Okay. So, so the issue is where we're still getting these kids who have these issues back on the streets. Yes. And no actual and nothing's, No work's gone into them. No because prevention. The cases, as soon as they finish yeah, the case, that's and I, it. And I yeah, think that's yeah. one of the biggest problems that we've got in the community today. If a young person goes to court and gets off a case, still offer them support. There's no support for them. So unless you're charged with a crime, you don't get any support. And so that's the unfortunate thing because some of these kids aren't criminals. Yeah. They're, in un they're in unfortunate circumstances. They either have a criminal record and now they're put in a situation that yeah. they're unfamiliar and no intentions to get to. But the, I'd rather, uh, some people won't agree, but I'd rather some people don't have criminal records and be placed into some su support, required support, yeah. whether yeah. it's therapy, whether yeah. it's whatever, anger management, whether it's whatever it is that we've got to do. Because mm. some, some of these kids that became bigger criminals never ever were going to be that had they yeah. just been given that right support and final point for all the massive drug dealers out there and criminals help them find an alternative so they could exit once they could exit safely they'll stop polluting the young people and pumping the drugs and the guns in the community so not that we're promoting drug dealers but i'm saying all the criminals that are out there that want to go off into the sun and the sea and live happily ever after set up some sort of transition scheme where they could go away because a lot of these older guys if they leave these estates and show the young people listen crime don't pay the young people stop committing crime yeah some people can't leave the communities they've grown up in and they're the same ones that the young people grow up wanting to aspire to be Facts. Yeah. I want. I want to challenge that, but I won't. Oh. We don't have time. Nah, it's got. Yeah, we'll we challenge. We'll challenge behind the scenes. Right. Nah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Anyway, do you want to shout your socials out? Where can people find you as well? I'm on all social media sites. I'm on. Uh, only one I don't do is Snapchat because it's too intrusive. <laughs> but I'm on TikTok now. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, and I'm on Twitter as well. So yeah. just type my name in Gwenton. I'm the only one in the country. <laughs> he unique up, yeah unique <laughs> yeah but i said thanks for having me on your platform no nah, um, i appreciate it. it's been actually yeah. good there's a lot of stuff i learned today that i 
didn't know. I don't know about you two. Yeah, no, definitely. Oh, it's no, been an insightful no. conversation. Certain things that modern slavery they act yeah, thing at the end was very interesting. There's a lot of things that we're we're unaware of. Like yeah, you don't know until you speak to somebody who's very educated in it. But yeah. Um, but yeah, this yeah. Thanks for watching. Anyway, peace. Bye. Cool. One.